If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Clap, clap. Happy recording day. Happy recording day. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Hop Slam. Did we talk about the anniversary of Hop Slam? Like every January is when Bells pulls out their Hop Slam and, you know, a bunch of different bars get it on, on tap. Uh, many I'm not going to lie, I've never had Hop Slam, nor do I even think I've ever heard of it. Really? So we have not discussed this. I am so happy because... January is Hop Slam month. It's uh it's a very good time of year in Michigan. And um it's an IPA made by Bells. You know, Bells makes uh two hearted. So anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh the uh January's Hop Slam month, only a select few bars have it on tap, uh, and then only a few places will sell it to you in a can, uh, in a six pack where there is no limit. Most right. places I go to, they they'll limit the uh, uh, number of six packs, and uh, I was lucky enough to get down to our friend's uh, store down in Detroit called Eight Degrees Plato, and uh, there's no limit on six packs. So I picked up four, and it was fantastic. And I only have two left. Nice. Two six packs left, but it's so friggin' fantastic. If there are more next week, I wouldn't mind picking up some more. So, Hell yeah. happy Hopsland month. We'll rock on. Hells yeah. What's up with you? <clears throat> Man, we uh, had a blizzard. Not like a massive one or anything, but a big enough one last night, and we got the new puppy, right? So, trying to take him out, because we were out of pee pads, so that was fun, (laughs) standing out there like an asshole in a freaking blizzard, when the dog's like, nah, bitch, I ain't doing nothing out here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Balls all in the snow? What? Balls all in the snow, bro. He's like nine weeks old. He ain't got no balls. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. They don't develop balls till later unless you cut them off. Someone said like six months. What? Right? Or maybe like they're. I'm sure they're there. They just haven't like dropped or something. I don't know. Six uh, months. That seems like a long time. What a problem to have. Because huh? he still pees like a girl. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, I want him to hike that leg. 
show off the fact that he's got that big old dick. You know, he's a wiener dog. Come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. That's probably the weirdest thing that you've said all day. Well, it's only nine, ten, whatever. <laughs> it is the morning time. Yeah, so <clears throat> um, people listening, hello. We missed our uh, our usual release time on this wonderful Sunday, so we're just recording we're it out. instead of listening. So there you yeah. go. But anyway, I'm doing I'm doing all right, man. We're doing all right. Brooks better. She had strep there for a few days and got a shot and blah blah blah. And she's feeling better. Hans is doing good. I'm doing good. You know, we're just we're just living life. I'm actually booking several life. weddings for like video and photography. Sweet. Yeah, it's just kind of random because it was like one week and it was like every other day someone's like, "Hey, send over your pricing." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. We'll do this one. We'll do that one." Oh, sweet. Wow. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Uh, Ooh, hell yeah, it's wow. awesome. I like working at the yeah. coffee shop, but I like video way better. Of course. <clears throat> of course. Yeah, uh, keeping up with your passion, man. There's nothing better, right? Passion for the to... things we say. <laughs> okay. I always sing that. You never freaking know what it is. I don't know what it is. I do not. And oh. I wish I did. I know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that song is. Sorry. That's right. So the government shut down. Still. <laughs> Dude, it's getting crazy. You know what I mean? And I know we don't see. want to talk about this for long because one, what's there to really say? And two, we can't change it. But like... Something I, I was kind of mentioning to you the other day, and uh, the conversation got cut short. But, <clears throat> so if you don't know about the government shutdown, just log on to any social media network and type in Trump, and it'll be the first thing that pops up, and educate yourself. But it's pretty yeah. crazy, right? And I'm sure most everyone has heard and knows something about it. But here's my thing. Trump has to have an end game, right? Like, yes. there has to be, like, the wall cannot be the end game. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I would argue that it is the end game. I don't know, man. I, I just, I think there'd be better ways. I think you could tax the shit out of some marijuana, make it legal. You could build 15 walls. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's got to be a better way. If the wall is what you want, there's got to be a better way to get it. Absolutely. Colorado could pay for that wall today without a problem because they already legalized marijuana and they've got a bunch of millionaires that are a bunch of people that are millionaires now all because of wheat. And the state has completely resolved all its budget issues. Just there's such a surplus there all because of wheat. They could pay for the wall themselves. Imagine if the entire country was to adopt Colorado's principles of life and behavior. 
we wouldn't be shut down right now. Right. So here's another thought. <clears throat> this whole thing of like how how long is Trump and I mean at this point it's not just Trump anymore. It's definitely Republican Party and the Democratic Party both saying we cannot agree on this. Right? <laughs> so it's not just Trump anymore. Maybe it never was just Trump. I don't know. But the point is, people get paid to come to agreements on things they cannot agree about. That's what politics is, correct? Agreed. What if all them bitches have this thing already planned out? I mean, there's already, like, a resolve. But they're just sitting on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they want people to be afraid and you know oh my god what's going to happen to the stock market and all these people don't have you know jobs while they do but they're not getting paid and you know how long can this go on and like the the fear that i think is going to start coming very very soon especially in february with you know wick and link and uh social services being shut down because there's literally no money for it like, what if they want us to feel the weight and to feel fear and be, like, in this weird state of, like, oh, my God, what could happen? And they're just waiting enough time, and then they're going to be like, hey, we came to a resolve. <laughs> but their whole plan was to do what they're doing now to make us feel like we need the government so much more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's kind of... A conspiracy, huge, bro. Yeah, huge conspiracy, yeah. but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know either. I, I agree with you. It's probably a, a hint of truth in what you're saying. Uh, I think there's definitely some conspiracy shit going on, but uh, the dude wants like $5.7 billion to build this wall, right? And it's a, a, a ridiculous amount of money uh, for the air quotes protection of our border uh but you know i was listening to something today they were saying how uh the majority of immigrants that we get into this country are typically the best of the people from their countries and you know we have been richer and uh more diverse and glorious and great if if i can use that word as a result of the immigration Uh, and if you think about it hell we're all fucking immigrants here right uh, at yeah. some point in time, we were <laughs> quite all literally, at some point. In- yeah, <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, I know the point is to keep away, you know, the uh, bad people. Uh, but and and if you are not a bad person, you could easily come over legally um, after going through some process. And and maybe someone would argue with me and say, "Well, it's not that easy to do it." And obviously, I don't know because I've never had to do it. Uh, but there's enough people that are already coming into the country legally that are doing a great job and blah, 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 prospering and their families are successful and on and on and on. They become good contributing uh, aspects of society. I just think that I kind of agree that this is a racist wall and, uh, and it, and it shouldn't, it it shouldn't be like this. There, there's gotta be another way. Um, and, and then obviously the average American doesn't read the bills and the stuff that gets presented to the president to 
be well versed enough to say, well, uh, you know, you, you didn't sign this because of, you know, this small little thing that would get by. I know I know that in these bills, like they'll they're so long and you need to be a lawyer to be able to read them. And they kind of hide different things in them uh, to get passed as part of a, a big spending bill. Um, but I think this one here is all about the wall. And I, I, I think the thing that the reason why, you know, this spending bill isn't getting passed is because the wall is in there. I think that if he took the wall out, the government would start back up. Everybody will start making money again. Bills will start getting paid again. And, uh, and maybe they can start negotiating together for a better way to fund the wall project. Like, fine, if you're going to do it, do it. I think it's bullshit, but if you want to do it, do it. Just find a better way to do it other than just using all of our tax dollars for it. Especially when every time you get in front of a freaking microphone, you're saying, Mexico's going to pay for this wall. So, uh, are they really? Or am I going to pay for it? I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I feel you. And I definitely think it's a race thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt about Plus, it. Plus, you know, <laughs> I saw this video on Facebook about uh, totally making fun of Trump supporters. And this guy had a MAGA hat on and they're like, we want to show you a picture of this ladder and how that's going to be used for people to actually get over the wall. And he's like, acting like he'd never seen a ladder before. And then he was like, are you telling me that Mexicans like have access to these? And they're like, well, they're actually mostly all made in Mexico. <laughs> and he's like, God damn it, Trump. <laughs> but the, the point I think of the video is like, you know, you're going to make this wall if you can and do. It's not going to stop people. People can go over it, under it, through it. And then I actually read this other article that was um, saying that the, they tested the stability of the wall and to see if people could like get through it or whatever. And they totally could just cut through with a knife. And uh, they interviewed Trump, I guess, and he was like, well, that was a wall from a previous administration. <clears throat> but then they literally quoted him <laughs> from a previous interview saying that sure. he was so proud of this wall and it's not meant to keep them out. It's meant to slow them down so that authorities could be notified that something's happening at this section of the wall and then we could go capture them. It's like, bro, what are you even doing? And honestly, why are we talking? Like, why are you shutting down the fucking government for this? It just seems like unreal, you know? Yeah. Well, the, the, it, it's just so packed with so many different things. It's not just a bill for the wall. Well, you know, and what's crazy a, is it's a power grab. The, and I hate to be this way because I'd like to think I'm not racist, but. All the white old Christians who fucking would suck Trump off. Damn. They're wow. sold, man. 
Trump could come out and be like, I am the Antichrist. And they'd be like, no, nah, he didn't mean it. We love him. <laughs> he was he just mean, He's a Christian. He's a Christian. He it reads the matter. Bible. He prays. <laughs> he's not the Antichrist. Wow. Trump would be like, no, I'm the fucking Antichrist. I'm that guy. <laughs> he'd be like, no, you're not. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's a real man. I don't know. He's a real man's man with big hands. Anyway. That's amazing, dude. That's funny that you would say that. Very, very funny. I mean, don't you um, kind of agree? Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, minus the suck-off part, but yeah. <laughs> the, the Trump people that I have seen and interacted yeah. with on any level... That they just they're sold, man. You're, there's no telling them yeah. that hey, this is kind of fucked up, don't you think? No, no, we need this wall. Yeah, it's but the I damn Democrats' of... faults because all the fucking Mexicans are coming over here. Yeah, 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 whatever. I think that it's more along the lines of uh, Trump's uh, secret agenda. If we can talk conspiracy for a second. Uh, his secret agenda to end the deep state. Uh, have you heard? Have you nice? Have you heard of the deep state? Deep state. I mean, I think I've found it before. <laughs> ah, hey, Oh yeah. So no, like, I don't know his, what you're talking about. Okay. Well, maybe just Google deep state one day, and you'll be lost. I don't know that I should. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, probably you don't want to. But uh, there's there's enough people uh, talking about this conspiracy of the whole deep state and his comment of draining the swamp. Uh, it's it's really reference to eliminating the deep state, which is like the the secret power that controls everything in the world. You know, from our media to our finances to gold to the dollar Illuminati. and everybody's currency and blah 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 Bitcoin. yeah yeah stuff like that man just like hit the shadow government if you will so uh it's kind of fucked up man it's just really really weird like he's the guy that's going to put an <laughs> end to all of this shadow government stuff and and I think a lot of people love them because of that. Side note, Even, you should look up the Shadow Boxers on Spotify. The Shadow Boxers on Spotify. Is that a band? Oh, yeah. They get, they get down, bro. Is it like punk rock? No. It no, sounds like, kind of punkish. It's like Justin Timberlake meets uh, Michael Jackson. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I saw him live, nice. actually in Detroit. No way. In the Eastern Market, over at the Mercantile. Boxers. Yeah, they did this uh, fundraising event thing, and they were the entertainment. They're from Nashville, I think. Dude. Hmm. Anyway. All right. Shadow government. Try. Shadow government made you think of shadow boxers. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like bebopping to like. <laughs> so you weren't really listening to a word I just said. I was. I was just multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wrote it down. I'll look them up. Uh, I feel like we should always record in the morning. This is going well. I'm having fun. 
Well, it's just because you use the podcast as an excuse to drink in the morning. Hey, and it worked. <laughs> and I'm not judging because I'm doing the same thing. <sighs> so Jenna's like, what are we going to do for lunch? And I said, I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. But secretly in my mind, secret, secret time. Secret time. We're just getting drunk and telling secrets. Shh. I was... <laughs> I was secret time, secret time I'm actually thinking well we'll have whatever sobers me up mm. yeah which everyone knows is pizza <laughs> <laughs> it just is damn straight motherfucker yeah so uh yeah pizza or like fast food like McDonald's. I can't do fast food, bro. I can't do it. I think I I feel like fast food is the part of the reason why majority of poor people are fat. Duh. Oh, was that an obvious statement? I 100%, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's been plenty of studies, right, that have showed that people below the poverty margin uh, only have access to fast food and as a result they um, they have a higher obesity rate like this is uh, these are scientific facts uh, if you will things that have been studied and found to be true I'm sure it doesn't stop there I'm sure like diabetes and oh yeah like did you see that movie uh, oh Fiddlesticks. Um, no, you know, Super Size Me, Super Size Me. That's the name of the movie. Super oh, Size Me, the documentary. Wait, thing. Wait, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was like uh, Doug Benson. No, Doug Benson did Super High Me. I, I can't remember the, the guy who name, did Super Size Me. Yeah, whatever I, I his saw name the is. Super Size Me. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Every time they said, "Do you want to supersize that?" His contract said that he had to say yes. Yeah, and he had picked up so much weight, and da 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 da. At the end of the day, the point is, is that I feel like shit after eating it, so I don't eat it anymore, dude. I just cannot get with the fast food thing anymore. That doesn't make me better than anybody. And if you think it does, then you're just insecure. I don't mean you. I mean the whoever's listening that's judging me right now. I feel like you're judging me. Am I judging you? No, I'm just kidding. Why? But when oh, you're drunk you and love you Taco pull up Bell. to McDonald's and you get a McChicken oh. with cheese and a large fry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are a few times in the world where you are more happier. Wow. You know, so if I was to do something gross like that. While someone else is driving you. Oh. <laughs> be responsible. If I was to do something gross like that, what I would actually do is I, I what I would rather do is I would rather go to Jets and pick up a single or not a single. What do you call it? A slice? You know, a slice. Thank you. Why did I say single? That was dumb. Like anyway. on the I'll go. Oh. Yeah. Yo, secret time. Secret time. Secret time. Sometimes I like to go to Taco Bell, <laughs> and then I like to go across the street to McDonald's and get them fries because they go real good with it. 
<laughs> Secret time. Secret time. With my- <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. I mean, it's not like a, all the time. I've probably only done it like three times in my life, but oh, all three times were angelic. Yeah, I bet it was. I bet it was. That's funny. Yeah, see, I, I, if I'm going to cheat, I only cheat with pizza. I don't too much cheat with uh, any other fast food. I just can't do it. I just really, really feel gross inside, but when I eat pizza it's freaking orgasmic yeah yeah it's it's i've i've reached a higher plateau of enlightenment (laughs) every time i eat pizza i hear a didgeridoo in the background Nice vocals there. Whew. Yeah. That was all natural, that's, that's, bro. I'm kind of that, impressed. That was, yeah. It's pretty impressive. So. <laughs> oh, that didn't come out strong. Yeah, that was a little bitch burp. <laughs> so, secret time. Secret oh, time. secret time. Recent, Here we go. Recently, when I'm scalding Hans, my favorite cut down to him is be a little bitch. <laughs> I'm like, don't be a little bitch. <laughs> and then he just looks at me sitting there when he cocks his head a little. And I'm like, you heard me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're so aggressive with your animals. Hey, man, it's, you gotta, uh, you know, listen, he needs to have a good balance of fear and love. Because without fear, there's no respect. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I ain't no parent, but like, okay, wow. so perfect example. The little motherfucker, he just, he opens his mouth and chews everything. Okay. And it's like, bro, you ain't gonna, like, I'm not gonna be the person who's hiding all the stuff around the house. Like, oh man, I'd like to get a new coffee table but we can't have that because my dog just will chew it up no fuck that i'm gonna train the dog not to chew shit you know what i'm saying i agree so he needs to learn and i'm just like don't be a little bitch bitch Dude, that's uh, that's hilarious. I just, you know, it's been so long. We, we you know, I, we've talked about this already on the podcast. I put Angel down last year, and that was one of the hardest things I ever had to do in my freaking life. But I remember when she, when we got her, she was only nine weeks old, and um, and, and she hadn't been spayed yet. Right. And so as she was getting, you know. Bigger and bigger and bigger, you know. I I I kept stuff away from her to to try to you know get her to just stop chewing on everything. She was a lab mix, and finally uh, a buddy of mine told me he said, "Hey, you know what? Why don't you just sacrifice a shirt 
or some socks or an old pair of shoes or something because we were uh, crate trading, trading, crate trading, crate training her to, you know, so that she wouldn't piss and shit in the house. He said, dude, she gets lonely at night. You know, you got this big cover over it that, uh, you know, to help her sleep, throw a shirt in there. And who cares what she does to the shirt? Let her rip it up. Let her chew on it. Whatever. It'll help her out. I did that. Dude, it eliminated. It took a while. It's probably about a month or so. But it completely took care of her chewing issues that she had. And she never did anything else. to like. She never ripped up the rug again or chewed on hardwood. Like She used to chew, chew on the, uh, the bull nose that she put... Uh, you know, around the, the edges of the of the floor for when you got hardwood. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, quarter round. That's the name for it. Quarter round. She used to chew that up. But once we, you know, once I gave her my shirt, an old shirt and, you know, some old socks or whatever, she chewed that up and then she just stopped chewing completely. Hmm. So. Might have to try that because... Despite <clears throat> purchasing more toys, he's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'll play with yeah. that while you're playing with it with me. <laughs> but then <laughs> I've been right. looking at that shoe all day long. <laughs> right. You know, we used to give her ropes as well. Right. So you can go to the store and get those ropes that kind of smell like spearmint or smell like something, whatever they're attracted to. And she would just rip it up and rip it up and rip it up. And once she got done ripping up the, the, the rope that had like, it had like three knots on it, three huge knots. Yeah. She couldn't even put her mouth around it. One on each end, one in the middle. That's what he said. Once she, ah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, so once she got the knots loose, uh, it was over. It's a wrap, you know? Had to get a new rope. But eventually, man, I'm telling you, they're only doing it because they're trying to strengthen their jaws, you know? Well, plus he's teething, you know, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, it's just exactly. like, you should see my arms. Because I'll play with him and I'll roughhouse him. And, you know, he loves it. And it's fun, you know, whatever. But then he'll like, you think he'll be tired? So he'll like get in my lap and then he'll just like, bite my arm and I'm like no what are you doing freaking zombie mm-hmm. yeah but uh yeah so there's this store here called Rule King and it's kind of like a Walmart meets Redneckville <laughs> meets Home Wait, Depot as if it wasn't are you, are you saying Walmart is already not Redneckville <laughs> Uh, not compared to this store. I mean, you can go and buy chickens. You can go and buy feed. You can go and buy, like, horse supplies. But you can also buy dog food. You can buy people Uh food. You can buy guns. You can buy shovels. You can buy auto parts. You can buy plumbing supplies. You can buy tools. You can buy clothing. Like, they got everything. It's crazy. That's like Walmart meets Home Depot meets Tractor Supply Company. Meets uh, pet store, yeah. Wow. But anyway, anyway, they have these little stuffed chickens, and now they actually have uh, little bunnies too that are like, 
I don't know, about the size of a softball. And they're 70 cents. Well, I grabbed the chicken, a little chick, and I was like, I bet Hans will like it. And if he doesn't, fuck it, 70 cents. Have I said this on the podcast yet? I feel like I have. No, I've never heard this. I'm, I'm, I'm. You've got my full attention right well, now. Well, I bring this little chick home and I throw it down. Unlike at you, the uh, unlike you, like twenty minutes ago when uh... <laughs> shadow boxers. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. He's like he's like a young version of JT, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, uh, I bring this freaking awesome. chick home, throw it at him. Oh my God, heaven. He loved it. So I went back the other day and I got another one because eventually he's going to wear that one out. And I got him a bunny. Oh, he loves those fucking 70 cent toys. You know what I'm saying? And and they're like plastic? No, they're like a little stuffed chicken and a little stuffed bunny. Oh, stuffed as in like, okay, like fabric, like yeah, like a... You know, like a teddy bear, but not. Yeah. And again, they're like softball sized and they're perfect for him because he's, you know, five pounds or whatever. Yeah, he loves it. But then when he's done, he's like, ooh, look at that finger, chomp. (laughs) (laughs) So I look like I'm a fucking crack whore or a meth head. I've been scratching myself. Sure. Yeah, you're cutting. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about? I don't know what the hell we're talking about. I don't even know what the hell we're going to call this thing. We went from Trump, government shutdown, which is like 30 days in at the point of this recording. And uh, and now Ooh. we're talking about Hans. Can we, hi- can we highlight something here? Shoot. Have you seen the Gillette commercial? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, let's what, talk about the Gillette what's commercial. What's your take on this, man? Cause, okay, so I saw it once because right? you told me to watch it. Yeah. And I had nothing. You know, Jenna had saw it first. Well, you both and, have been, uh, like, super sick because you keep making out when the other one's sick. So you just keep getting yeah. sick again. So you've kind of yeah, been yeah, out yeah. of the loop. Jealous much? Got it. So the she told me to watch it. I couldn't watch it when she told me to watch it because it just didn't matter to me. And then you wanted to talk about it on one of the, our failed podcasts that we couldn't get fully recorded through practice sesh. Bro. And... <laughs> <laughs> right. I watched it. And at, at first, first thought, I probably need to watch it a couple more times, but first thought I'm like, huh? Manliness. It's pretty manly. It's male dominated. It's obviously it's all about shaving, so it's male dominated. Um and it was kinda like had a a thing of, you know, let's get back to the, the goodness of what men are and not necessarily just dogging them because of a few bad eggs type of deal. It it was just very pro man, pro uh Pro the goodness of man, like believing good about a man because of this tradition of shaving that has, you know, been around forever. I don't know. It was just I kind of felt proud to be a man when I was watching that, even though I don't use Gillette and I never shave my face with a razor. But it's the best a man can get. 
but it's the best a man can get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't use them anymore either. So I I do have two old ones in the shower, but those are for uh, Brooklyn's legs. Those are for manscaping. Oh, secret time! Secret time! <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep that shit looking good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Can't be all Adam and Eve up in that mug. Uh, uh-uh, it's 2019, bitch. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I it's I, I think I have to watch it a couple more times before I really can formulate a good opinion, but but you take it over. What do you think? Um Well, my opinion of when I watched it was I felt inspired. Honestly. I loved it. Really? I was like, Hell yeah, what a cool commercial, you know? And I couldn't so Normally, I like to not hear other people's opinions before I form my own. And then I like to, you know, either in my own head or with other people, talk about their opinions, especially if it's opposite of mine to figure out, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe no one's wrong. Maybe we just have different opinions. Well, this time I didn't do that because I saw a post on Facebook and it was a friend from like, I don't know, five or six years ago. Don't ever talk to him, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, there's people on my Facebook. I don't know why I still follow because, you know, whatever. I also don't like Facebook a whole lot, so whatever. Anyway, I see this post and he's going on about how he's never going to buy Gillette and how dare they and, you know, like this negative thing. And I'm like, oh, now I have to go watch it, you know? (laughs) Sure. Then I watched it and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I feel inspired. I want to go make a baby, have a boy and teach it to be a man. That's what I want to do when I watch that fucking video. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, like, I don't understand why people, like, are hating on Gillette and, like, boycotting and how dare you. Like, one dude was tweeting, like, uh, my razor shouldn't, you know, tell me my moral standards to have. And I'm like, what? Like, being a good person? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, it just seemed weird. And then I read some more articles, because that's what I do. And Gillette actually responded to all this feedback and was like, hey, we're sorry. We didn't, like, we have, I mean, you know, who knows if they're being real or not. I don't know. But they were like, hey, we didn't know this was going to have such a negative feedback. Like, we're just trying to rebrand. And instead of being the best a man can get, we want to, what's their new, be the best man or something uh, be the best man you could be or whatever it is i don't know so they're trying to rebrand for this you know new generation in the midst of the me too thing and masculinity being where it is and probably some of the gay affirming thing and all that stuff and i don't know man i just people are crazy you know yeah because i again i like it i think it's cool i don't think you should watch it and be offended i think you should watch it and be like hell yeah a man should teach a boy how to respect women and how to stand up for other people that are getting bullied and how to just be the person that 
you should be in life. Why is that wrong? You know? Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, for me, the, the thing is, yeah, I, like uh, a lot of men or some men are getting accused of some gross, grotesque shit and they're being found guilty and they are having to serve some time or, you know, their careers are getting ruined or whatever the case may be. Hey, that's, that's fine. I don't really give a shit about all that. It happens, right? You do some stupid shit, you have to be accountable for it. Uh, for me, I, I mean, I, I grew up in a house where my dad taught me how to be a man. And for me, geez, thank you. Awesome. For, for me, I can appreciate, I've learned to appreciate masculinity. I've learned to appreciate a, a man's man or, you know, someone acting like a man, someone being a man, someone uh, being manly, like doing manly things, like fixing cars or chopping wood or, and I know, I know some women might say, well, women do those things too. I don't care. I'm not talking about you women. I'm not, I'm not talking about women. I'm talking about men right now. I can appreciate a man doing manly things and I will call them manly things. <clears throat> I can appreciate a man holding a door open for a woman. That's a manly thing. I understand that there are women that will hold doors open for men just being nice. I get it. More power to you. But when a man does it for a woman, I think that's pretty manly and I can appreciate it. When a man gives me a firm handshake, I can appreciate it. You know, when when I'm sitting at 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 you know, at church, I got a cigar and I got a glass of whiskey. And we start talking about shaving. It's a manly thing. I'm sitting next to another black guy. He's got a bald head, just like I got a bald head. And we start, you know, comparing notes. Or oh, I use this type of razor. Oh, I use this one. I use this blade. Or oh, I use this. This works for me for an aftershave gel. Well, this works for me. Oh, I do a, I do a, a, a pre-shave treatment, too. It's pretty cool. Oh, really? I never tried that. Let me try that. It, it, that's manly shit, and I'm good with it. And the fact that it gets so much, this commercial is getting so much bad press, I think is a testament of our society being full of people that are way too sensitive. That was the nicest way that I could form that, because I wanted to call everybody a pussy, but I didn't. I kept that inside and I didn't say it out loud. But what I am saying is that people are just <laughs> way <then> you <laughs> too sensitive. No, seriously. People are just being way too sensitive. And um, they need to get over it. Well, I Just fear... like they need to get over a lot of things. Yeah. But this here yeah. is a freaking commercial. They're selling razor blades. I understand that women will use them to shave their legs, but we're not talking about you. These are just men who are shaving their faces and their heads. Like, relax, live a little bit, like, laugh a little bit, get over it. I don't know. Go ahead. I don't know. Yeah, I don't mean. I agree. I mean, people today, my generation and the one after 
it's kind of frightening, man, because everyone's so like sensitive and think that they can get on Twitter and Facebook and have their you know voice be heard and like that's how the like you know I mean you can type anything you want sitting in a room full of no one, but when you actually confront people, what are you gonna do? you know yeah, so. I would say, yeah, there's a lot of people in this generation in America that are pussies. Because it's easy. <laughs> it's such a bad word to say, but whatever. Well, because, just... I mean, I get the whole, like, where we're at thing. I really do. Like, if you want to be gay, be gay. If you want to, you know, the women's rights thing, yeah, women, that's awesome. I'm on board with most of it. But with you. we can't, like, wh- why should, you know, that, that's a better way to say it. Why should we take away manliness and why should we take away masculinity? Should never take it away. I mean, most women, when they get in bed at night, what do they want? They want a fucking man. They want a man. They don't want this pussy ass motherfucker who hides behind a screen. Who doesn't know how what to do with his dick, or where to put his tongue, or how to hold you, or Holy what to say? Crap! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my god! All right, yeah. So, all right. There's no censorship on podcasts. Go ahead and tweet and be mad and say what you're gonna say on Facebook, but like, we need women to be women and we need men to be men. And if you feel like yeah. you're both. Be fucking both. I don't give a shit. Parts, but, yeah. like, don't make me feel yeah. bad for being a man just because you, because we don't understand quite yet in society how to deal with whatever you're figuring out, too. You know what I'm saying? I agree 100%. That, that's the biggest, and maybe I'm getting a little off topic here with the masculinity thing, but, like, the biggest thing for me is, like, if a guy wants to look like a girl and act like a girl and me to say, Hey, you're a girl, but you look like a man. I'm going to say, Hey bro. Hey man. Hey sir. You know what I'm saying? So you can't judge me because you're having this struggle with your sex. Like I, I I don't know what to tell you when I look at a guy, I say, Oh, I'm going to say, sir, or he, or him, or bro. When I look at a woman, or a woman, I'm going to say ma'am, lady, girl, miss, sis. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, so if you want to be all like, you need to understand, and you need to call me who, who, or how I want to be associated as. Okay, we have to understand, like, this is a turning point in our culture, and it's not the norm yet. So don't fucking judge me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a fucking guy. I got a dick, and I like women. I should not feel bad about that. And I don't feel bad about that. And if you're a guy that has a dick and likes men, don't feel bad about it. But shut the fuck up about it. And don't try and make everyone else feel bad about not being gay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want to coexist? Stop fucking bitching and being a little pussy and just fucking exist. 
Go buy groceries. Who cares if you got a dick or a pussy? Go to the bathroom. Who fucking cares? Most, most every men's bathroom I've ever been in has stalls. If we eliminate women and men's bathrooms and we just had stalls, what the fuck would it change? We're all going to go into our individual stall, pull our pants down, and or whip our dick out, and we're going to get rid of our waste, and then we're going to walk out of the stall, wash our hands, and go about our business. (laughs) You better wash your hands. There's nothing else to do. Unless you're one of those people who, like, wants a quickie in the bathroom. It happens. Been there. I don't know, man. I tell you what, uh, I, so, so, so back to what you're saying about the, the whole masculinity thing and not there. I'm agreeing with you. There is nothing wrong with masculinity, masculinity and celebrating masculinity. And I think that probably a lot of the backlash, uh, to this commercial is the fact that masculinity is being celebrated at this point, that manhood is being celebrated and what we should be doing is probably being a little bit more fluid with the idea. But the fact is, is that if Gillette wants to brand itself as the, Oh, if Gillette wants to brand itself as a man's razor, he should, uh, or not he Gillette should have that, uh, that prerogative they they should have that that opportunity to do so um there's nothing wrong with that but to try to pigeonhole them into a corner and say well you know you're you're ignoring the fact that yeah there are other men who use this shaving product that may not be uh that may not necessarily ascribe to the masculinity that you're portraying like who cares? The fact is, is that pe- companies have the choice to decide who they want to brand to and who they don't want to brand to. And how dare you try to silence them or boycott them or down talk them because you aren't their primary audience for which they want to sell their product? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So it's like you know who gives a. Who gives a fuck? Like, let them go ahead and brand to a man's man. I mean, hell, you you got... It's kind of like saying, hey, Starbucks, I don't like your company anymore because you don't have fountain drinks. I can't go in and buy Coke. Exactly. So fuck you, Starbucks, for trying to make me just buy coffee. How dare you? (laughs) Like, really? How fucking bougie are you? You asshole. Right. Right. And honestly, right. if that's your biggest fucking like worry in life, you're pretty good. I mean, you're great. Like th- if that was my worry in life, I would oh man. I'd probably right. be in fucking heaven. Like Yeah. <laughs> why are you spending your time on this? Yeah. I agree. Well, because in you know, the fact is is that we've got these social ju- justice warriors out there that that get off on destroying people that don't necessarily agree with them or destroying 
things that will offend their sensibilities. And the fact is that if 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 you're offended by uh, a commercial because of you know your sexual orientation or because of your self identity, then screw you. I mean, whatever. Like, keep it to yourself because the fact is is if I have a service or a product, like if you've ever been to a business class or you've ever studied marketing or anything of that nature, you know that you have a target audience that you want to shoot for. Yeah, specific and, and demographic. Yeah, and so kudos to them for being bold enough in today's society to say, hey, look, we're looking for a certain type of customer. So, so here's something. So, and and this is going to get kind of deep. I don't know if it's satisfyingly, but I, I'm going to get satisfyingly deep for a second. I know it's been a while, but it's okay. So, churches. One of the smartest things that churches can do these days is to develop a guy. And I don't care what you call that guy, but one of the best things for you to do is to develop a guy. Let's say we, we call our guy Phil. I'm going to pick on my brother-in-law for a second. Let's say we call our guy Phil. Okay? I want to target a Phil who, yeah, he's interested in Christianity and he's, you know, he... He's, he's religious or come from a religious background, but not involved in church for a number of years. Okay? But he loves football. And, and you, you have a picture of this guy, Phil. And, and he's wearing jeans and a button-up and maybe a blazer some days, maybe a blazer, maybe not a blazer. Maybe he wears... Uh, a baseball cap and a and a starter jacket or a or a, a a team jacket or hoodie. Okay, whatever you dress the guy Phil the way you want to dress him, and this guy he loves football or he loves uh, he loves uh, sports whatever. Okay, he works with his hands. Right, he's a he's a guy who is part of the skill trades. He's a family man. He's got a wife, he's got a couple kids, and he he's interested in doing stuff with his kids or being a part of an organization that has stuff for his kids that would engage them and keep them uh, engaged in a, in a Sunday service. He wants something for his wife to be able to uh, be able to have her belong to something that's bigger than just him and their household. Like he, this, we're looking for this guy Phil who actually thinks about something other than himself. And we have this guy Phil, and we as a church, what we do is we put up Phil and we pray for Phil, and we say, you know what, God, this is the the type of guy that I see that, you know, I, I feel like you want to draw to this area. It, he kind of he kind of agrees with our demographics. So we pray for Phil. We pray for every Phil that's in our area. And we want Phil to be a part of our church. And we want our congregation to be made up of a bunch of different Phils. So we begin to uh, 
we begin to tailor the things in our church and in our ministry that will attract Phil. So for the Super Bowl, we're going to have a Super Bowl party just for Phil. You know, for for our women's group, we're going to we're going to put things together that will get Phil's wife out of the house because Phil cares about his wife being able to have a sense of community outside of their church. We're going to do something specific to attract Phil kids, Phil's kids, because we know that it's important to Phil that his kids are able to be out of the house, but be somewhere that's safe and somewhere that has things for them that is going to be interactive and enriching for his kids. You know what I'm saying? So my whole point in all of this is that it is nothing wrong with having a, a specific audience that you're going for. And sometimes when it comes down to uh, marketing or growing your brand or growing your church is that you have to cast a wide net. And you won't just get a bunch of fills. You might get some Peters who don't like sports at all. They're just all about engineering and economics or whatever the case may be. They're all about their their job and their career. Or some people that are like Phil who were Phil 20 years ago where they're not married. They don't have a family. and But they they still like, you know, all of the same type of things. Like, bringing it to Jesus... Jesus is very specific. He's looking for people who are, he first came and he was very specific. And he's like, look, look, I'm here for the Jews. I'm here for those people that are the Jewish people who are, who are lost, who, uh, who have lost their way, who have departed from um, the church and departed from the things that God really wants for his specific chosen people. But towards the end of his ministry, he branched off and he said, look, I'm looking for, you know, some specific people that are not Jews. I want all the Gentiles. I want all the people that, uh, and the, in the rest of the world who are, uh, specifically hurting or sick. He says, look, I'm the physician for the people that are lost. He said, look, I'm going to advertise to you. I want you to know that I'm the way. For those who are like dead inside and, and struggling with depression and for those who are who are in, in, inside of themselves, they have lost their sense of identity. They're, they're literally dead inside. He said, look, I'm the life. For those who are like struggling with uh, their ability to, to see what is actually true, they're living a lie. They're they're bound by hypocrisy. They're bound by uh, putting on masks in order to feel accepted from other people. He says, look, forget all of that. I'm the truth. You can truly be yourself around me. I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Hey, look, come to me, dude. I'm advertising to you, I'm looking for you. And I'll give you everything that it is that you're missing. For those that are lost, I'll give you the way to go. For those who are dead, I'll give you a new life. You know what I'm saying? For those who are, who are bound by the this false perception and false realities of things that you're going through or or a, a false perception of yourself that you're trying to give to people in order to look for something that you're missing he says look i'll be that truth jesus did the same thing churches can do the same thing got no problem with gillette doing the same thing 
boom, ran over. Well, I'm sure Phil appreciates you uh, spitting that word. (laughs) That's good, man. You're right, you're right. That felt real good. You know, something I don't... Well, I kind of find funny in the whole uh, men, women, affirming, not affirming, blah, 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 masculinity stuff. With everything that's going on in America, don't you think it's kind of funny that no one has made a big scene about the men working signs on the highway? <laughs> that's a good one I mean honestly very we passed one. one the other yeah. night we went to for our anniversary dinner a week late <clears throat> but whatever and on the way back there I saw a men working sign and I'm like huh you know it's kind of funny you don't see anyone protesting about that interesting and then yeah. I, it kind of spurred this whole thinking in my head of like well why do they make a men working sign well, because usually it was just men working, and there was nothing wrong with it. Now it's like men and women working. So I was like, "What are you going to have a men and working sign? Men and women working sign, or maybe you just have a people working sign?" And then I was like, "Generic." Well, what you could do is have a workers ahead sign. <laughs> but anyway, I just think it's funny. You've, I you know, I've never heard of anyone, you know. We need to change the signs. Here's your sign. Yeah, I've not heard it either, to be honest with you. Not about that, but you're right. I mean, forever, for the longest time, I should say, construction was done by men, right? Women couldn't swing a sledgehammer like a man could and be as effective or as efficient as a man with certain tools. But that being said... Now technology has increased and you got women who can handle a jackhammer because it's, it's the tool that's doing most of the work. It's still a physical job, but not as physical as swinging a sledgehammer, you know? The jackhammer actually does the work of a dozen sledgehammers, right? So forever it has been, you know, men working. But, uh, yeah, women are doing construction now. And so, yeah. I'm surprised as well. We don't have anybody, no outcry about that. Yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's a little funny to me. So all of that, you know, everything that we've just talked about, we're coming up on MLK Day too. Martin Luther King. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, respect to MLK Day. Do you guys ever do anything to celebrate that? Um, <laughs> My family's always gotten together and, and done like a brunch for MLK Day, for for as far back as I can remember. But I know that it's not a like a nationwide tradition to do something like that. Yeah, no, we don't. I mean, growing up, my family never did anything. Um, 
other than just, hey, let's, you know, remember Martin Luther. Like, do you know what he did? Do you know the awesome stuff? You know, like his iconic speech and he was this Christian guy and <clears throat> people's rights and I have a dream, you know. Yeah. But we didn't like barbecue and take the day off or anything. Um and now that Brooke and I are married for a year and some odd days now, um I mean, we both have to work, so there's that. Oh, you do? Okay. We don't get MLK Day off, but what Brooke gets off is freaking Lincoln's birthday or something stupid like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. But to be fair, it's because we town, live in right? you know, yeah. the land of Lincoln, literally. So. Yep. You're in his town, his hometown. But no, I mean, it's always a good time. You know, just like any holiday or day of remembrance to look back and remember, you know, and uh, that's definitely something I'll be doing. I'll probably uh, tomorrow I'll probably look up his speech and listen to it and, you know, just kind of ponder, have a drink and be thankful that he had the balls and the vision and the dream, quite literally. Because, oh, I, I mean, man, could you imagine not having him or someone else do what he did? Like, where would America be right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I, we I, might not be I friends. Didn't. I don't know. Maybe. Because I grew up in a southern white house, and, you know, you grew up in a northern black house. And that yeah. sounds whatever, but it's just the fact of the matter. And I don't know, you know. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying that's a testament to, like, you know, MLK's legacy because Jesus shouldn't have been an issue anyway, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I totally, uh, I totally understand that. And, uh, I agree with you. Um, what do you guys do though? We, like I said, we always just get together and, and just have a, a meal as a family Yeah. at uh, my aunt's house when grandmother's there, aunts and uncles are there, and uh, people drop in, drop out, whatever. Uh, sure. But it's just brunch, and we just celebrate the fact that, you know, the things that he fought for and the things that he died for, the civil rights that he uh, was a big proponent of, you know, we're enjoying because of him. But we all, you know, we kind of also remember, like, uh, believe it or not, uh, Malcolm X, who was fighting for a lot of civil rights as well around the same time. And we also remember the Black Panthers, you know, that uh, fought for the same type of, you know, social justice stuff and uh, fighting for their own people. You know, the people that were gone without, the people that were being starved out and abused and uh, taken advantage of and and just... You know, that's a fail on my part. And What do you mean? Maybe today I'll actually take some time and... Well, I... You know, I've never really researched the whole Black Panther thing. I know, like, bare minimum. Like, white guy bare minimum. Sure. And, uh... I don't know. I just feel like one, it's interesting. And two, I just feel like I should know. (laughs) 
know? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the common view of them is that it was just a gang. Right. You know, or, you know, they, it's, uh, or, or just, you know, a violent group. But, but no, it, it, it was so much more than that. You know, there was a lot of police brutality at that time. There was a lot of lynching. There was a lot of everything that was going on, right? Part of what they did was, yeah, they armed black people and said, yeah, hold on. You actually need to have a gun in your house, especially if some dude comes in and says, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang you. I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to kill you. You got to be able to defend yourself. Yeah. But, uh, but also, there were a lot of people. There was no welfare for black people back then, right? So um, the Black Panthers were a group that accumulated, however way they did it, accumulated a bunch of food and gave to their community. They also taught a lot of people how to read and how to write. Educational stuff that they weren't getting, uh, you know, in, in, in their neighborhood. Uh, they did a lot of good stuff. Uh, but given the, the racial climate that they were in, they were demonized as, as something that they weren't. Yeah. So yeah, I remember hearing a story <clears throat> or reading it. I don't remember at this point, but um, I, I want to say it was a woman. You know what? I might have heard it on a podcast, and they were kind of talking about the Black Panther thing. And um, she's like, you know, they got they were pretty much like you said, demonized and made to be like, oh, they're a violent gang and like it's this racist thing. And you know, she was like. I guess I could see that now, how people could view it that way. But back in the day, that was the reason I had food and was getting education and had some yeah. protection in my neighborhood. And it's like the dichotomy of, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. That's just, it's so, I don't want to say intriguing. Like it's some museum I could go look in and be like, Oh, it's so cool. Like a privileged fucking white man that I am. Sure. So when I say like, it's intriguing to me, I don't mean that way. I mean like in the way of how I view racism in general as being like, it just astounds me that people's skin color literally divided people. Sure. Like, I don't understand yeah. how, and in our history, it's been the white person hating the black people and then the black people hating the white people because of it. But if it was vice versa, I, it would still just be like, I don't understand. Like, we're people, we're all people, you know? And yeah, I don't know. So it's intriguing in that manner because I, I don't understand racism that way, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's because yeah. I grew up going, you know, most of my classes when I was in elementary school for two years, I think, like I was the minority, you know, there were two white people. So it became normal and I didn't even realize it for the longest time, you know? Yeah. And we're all just sitting there learning and eating and playing and talking. And going to the bathroom and going home. Like, it's just, it just blows my mind. I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, 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 it's so much more than his I have a dream speech, you know? And so, uh, 
he basically died because or was murdered because of his fight for equality for all people. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, and a lot of people don't realize, but in that time, 60s, 50s, 60s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, whatever <clears throat> that that uh, a big span after slavery was over uh, was instituted, the Jim Crow laws which was all about segregation. You had black fountains and you had white fountains, or you had white fountains and you had colored fountains. Yeah. You know, had to go to different bathrooms, had to go to different schools. Well, and dude, to put it in perspective for people, probably not you, because you're only a few years older than me, so I'm sure you get it. But like my mom went to school in Kentucky in high school. Yeah. and like it's so recent that when she was in high school, she was one of the first people to get bused to a multiracial school. Wow. Like that was a thing. Yeah. That was new. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my mom. She's not even sure. 60. Yeah. Like look we're, how we're, far we've yeah. come, I guess. But like, look also look how recent that was. <laughs> That's it right there is two sides of that coin. A lot of people will say, look how far we've come. But uh, very, very few people will say, look how short of a time it's been. Yeah. And, and, and the fact is, is like my, my parents were born around the time that, well, my dad was born before Martin Luther King died but, or was killed. My mom was born after. And like, like just to think about that, like in his time, there were black people getting the fire holes put on them, you know, they're, there's, they're getting dogs sicked on them. They're getting beat up and lynched just because they went to a specific coffee shop. I mean that Um, the Detroit movie came out, what was it last year? Right. I forget when, but it was the 50th anniversary of, uh, the Detroit riots, which was hugely racially, uh, Motivated. Yeah, motivated. Like, 50 years ago, in Detroit, white cops were killing black people. Yep. Yeah. And, fast forward to today, white cops are still (laughs) killing black people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. Yep. Maybe it's fitting that we started out talking about Trump and his damn wall and all the racist shit, and now we're finishing with MLK. Yeah, I, I'd much rather would have loved to have started with MLK and ended with MLK and fuck Trump, but God bless our president at the same time, I guess. I, I, I don't know, dude. You know, there's just been so much animosity over the past few years uh, that is not new but people are waking up to the existence of it, its existence. And it's like, well, yeah, but, you know, people have sucked forever, you know, and, and, and it, it's not easy being a black man in America. It's not easy being uh, anything other than, you know, whatever. It, it, it's just hard. Uh, it, it's the, you know, I, I've, I've heard so many people talk about white privilege and, and, a lot of black people upset about white privilege and I, I've kind of come to a, 
a different conclusion than most in, in that it's we can't hate white people because of some privilege that they've had or some benefit that they've had. How about we just hate the hate and we hate the racism? I don't think we have a white privilege problem per se as much as we have a racism problem, period, that still exists in this country that has not been eradicated by the death of MLK or Malcolm X or the disbandment of the Black Panthers or whatever the case may be. It, it hasn't been some uh, something about, you know, it's we, we got we got to stop classifying things as something that it's not. The fact is, is that racism still exists, that people, uh, you know, I've heard this whole thing. Check your privilege, bro. All of that shit. All of that shit is millennial bullshit, like stupid stuff that. That white people say to each other in order to make them more aware of shit that's going on. But the, if you get a little bit deeper into the heart of the matter, the fact is, is just very simply, you know, is that, uh, racism still exists. Bigotry still exists. Um, and probably always will, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it will. It will. It's not something that's going away anytime soon. And it's not something that's been eradicated. It's a sickness. It's an illness that can only be cured by love. And, and that's one of Martin Luther King's uh, quotes. I, I don't have it in front of me to quote it exact, but basically he says, there's nothing that's going to overcome hate except for love. You can't fight hate with hate. You can't fight hate with violence, which is why he was the nonviolent advocate and MLK was more of the, I mean, uh, or Malcolm X was more of the, the violent type when it came down to, um, protests and, and fighting for civil rights. So you had two different people with two different schools of thought. One, a Baptist minister, one, a, a minister of Islam. And, and, and this is a breach too. Even though they were both fighting for the same thing, one was more the nonviolent, non-threatening type, and the other one was the more militant type. And I think somewhere in the middle, you got to have a little bit of both at, at certain times. Like, obviously, if you're being threatened, you need to be able to defend yourself. You're going to need some militant attitude for that. But I think at the start, what you need is a little bit of love in order to overcome the hate and then overcome the, the uh, you know, the tragedy of the of the sickness what the world needs now there you go all right <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah darkness cannot drive out darkness only light can do that is that the quote hate cannot drive uh, out hate only love can do that that's it. That's the quote. Yep. It's one of his most famous quotes besides I have a dream or, uh, <laughs> you know, free at last, free at last. Thank God almighty free. Everybody remembers those taglines, but I think one of the more powerful ones are, is the one that you just quoted. Yeah. So, yeah, buddy. 
R.I.P. Viva la Mexico. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about R.I.P. M.O.K. And you're saying long live Uh, Mexico. (laughs) I love everybody, man. I love them all. Black, white, turban, no turban. Some of the funniest guys I know are Muslim. And I freaking love them. The guys I work with, they're so funny. I met some guys from Africa. I've worked for, with a lot of people from all over the world. I've had the, the opportunity to enjoy a lot of their culture. Uh, obviously in a work setting, but... It just... It, 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 there's something to showing people love and being able to diffuse their inhibitions about black people. And I think that it is one of the gifts that God has given me to be able to diffuse people's uh, apprehensions about a black person. And it's all because of love. And so I think that if uh, people had more of it, they would be able to Diffuse the hate and uh, and actually build a bridge instead of burn one. But that's just me. Yep, just you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy MLK Day on that note. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah, boy. So, all right, brother. I got to pee. Yep, it's that time. It's that time. So, well, enjoy reminiscing with your fam tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And I, you got it, brother. Will enjoy researching about Black Panthers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should be a good, good topic to research. Well. Yeah. Definitely weren't all bad. That's for sure. I suppose we should tell people where they can find us should they want to. Yeah. So we yeah. got a little web dizzle site uh-huh. on WordPress. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's just unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com. Also, feel free to email us at unchurchedpod at gmail.com. And we're pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts, so spread the word. You got it. Yeah, I appreciate everybody listening. It's a brand new year. We got some cool stuff coming up. We're going to be doing some interviews soon, so just stay tuned. Word. All right, brother. It's been real. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to call it. Peace. Peace. Peace.